0: Welcome to the Membership Guys podcast, kick-ass advice and tips for membership site owners.
1: This is episode 46 of the Membership Guys podcast. I'm your host Mike Morrison. I'd like to thank you for downloading the latest episode of the only show that gives you proven practical tips, tactics and advice on how to grow a successful membership website. On today's episode, it's our concluding part of my two part interview with Nathan Chan, the guy behind Founder Magazine, which is a very successful digital magazine all about online business and online marketing. But one of the things that Nathan's very well known for is his success in building an Instagram following. He managed to build hundreds of thousands of engaged followers on the Instagram profile for Founder Magazine and was so successful that he turned everything he'd learned and his tactics and strategies into a course that was very well received, very popular, teaching other people how to build their own Instagram followings and really utilize Instagram as part of their social media marketing strategy. So my original uh, conversation with Nathan which if you listen to the first part you'll recall was all originally supposed to be about Instagram. We actually ended up spending the first hour just talking about founder talking about his background his story and how he got that off the ground talking about how he managed to secure a really exclusive interview with Richard Branson, and then also having a bit of a chat about his strategy for developing that brand, launching his own membership site, selling courses, and so on. If you haven't heard that first part then I definitely recommend checking that out. That was episode 43, so go back and download that for the first part of our conversation. But now we're going to resume where we left off. So our conversation picks back up as the subject turned towards Instagram, how Nathan was able to build such a huge following in a short space of time, and the strategies he uses to really engage with people and to really leverage that follower base as part of his funnel. So we're going to jump right now back into my conversation with Nathan Chan. Okay, so let's talk a bit about Instagram. You've mentioned uh, the Instagram course and the fact that you've built up a huge following on there. I think it's nearly 700,000 followers. Um, Yeah, close to, man. Yeah, it's one of those platforms, I think, often gets overlooked in favour of Facebook or Twitter. And it kind of seems to have, have, have of of came at that odd time where everyone's excited about Facebook and Twitter. And then now you have, you know, the Snapchats, the Periscopes, and all the live streaming video. And Instagram kind of seemed to get skipped over in the jump from Facebook and Twitter and the the older more traditional platforms to all these new fangles so that's going out now. Do you think people are are missing a big opportunity by skipping Instagram or perhaps not? Spending as much time marketing on that?
0: Yeah, it's funny you say that because I think what a lot of people do is they immediately discount Instagram because it's just photos. Yeah. And they think, uh, and this, I even did it myself, dude. You know, we've only been on Instagram for about 16, 17 months. Mm. And people are just like, oh, well, well, it's just photos. Like, how can you use it to drive traffic? How can you use it to drive new business? And I think it is only now people really want to start to get on the train, dude. Like, I think people are starting to realize, people are starting to hear, but then you get a lot of skeptics now as well because of this new algorithm thing. It's yeah. just like, you know, like, we, dude, even this new algorithm thing, I'm not even concerned. Um, and we could talk about why, but uh, it's totally up to you, but... um I think it is definitely a a goldmine and purely because of the engagement, like uh, with or without this algorithm change, the engagement is incredible, dude. Like it's 50 times higher than Facebook or Twitter. And so if you post something, you're way more likely to get someone to see it. And what's really cool is, you know how people say, you know, it's crap that you can't do links. Mm. Well, there is only one clickable link in the, and that's in your profile. So that allows you to actually focus on, on like siphoning all your attention and getting as many of your followers and as many people, you know, engaging with your content to click on, on the link in your bio. And that's all you have to worry about. So that's all we focus our attention on. And, you know, you can drive ridiculous amounts of traffic. Um, so we've built up our account from zero to seven hundred thousand followers. Uh, we started in November two thousand and fourteen, and from Instagram we've generated in that period over a hundred thousand email subscribers. Wow! And you know we're just getting warmed up, dude. Like we can generate, depending how hard we push, anywhere between. 10,000 to 30,000 leads a month just off Instagram. And these are buyers.
1: That's insane. And that's from a a, a follower base of six to 700,000. So that's a big proportion of your followers.
0: Yeah, man. Like this is the thing, right? Like so – I think the thing that people misunderstand with Instagram is like, oh, you know, it's just about like uh, health and fitness, or like, you know, oh, it's just about like half naked chicks to get heaps of followers <laughs> and all that stuff. But what people need to understand is, is there are so many different random niches, and I can, and I just want to smash anybody's thought that Instagram wouldn't work for them. Okay, I'll tell you a few different niches that that would surprise you. Uh, that that you can you can do some amazing things. So if you're a local-based business, uh, one of our students called Rami, he runs a uh, a teeth whitening studio here in Melbourne, and he's used instagram to uh book himself solid so much to the point that he's had to open up a second clinic only running the studio for four to five months and what he does is he works with you know local influencers so you know in the uk you guys are really big on soccer in australia we're really big on um australian rules football afl and so like, you know, all the, all these famous footballers here in Australia have these wives, you know, and and he gets all these wives to come in for a teeth whitening, like a free teeth whitening, and they all have these big followers and you know, they post about their experience and then he gets, you know, 50, 50 people book in a session overnight and it's like a three hundred, four hundred dollar sale. Wow. Like it's it's crazy, dude. So you know, how can you showcase someone's teeth on a platform like Instagram and generate a ridiculous amount of leads and traffic and sales? Um, So that's just one example of a local-based business. So siphoning your attention just on Melbourne, uh, which is a small geographical location when you think about, you know, how many like hundreds of millions of users there are on Instagram and where they're all based. Mm. So he's tapping into a really niche market. Uh, you know, another example is we've got, um, a student who does—he's—he's—he—he uh, uh, he has a cooking uh, book about barbecuing, and he—he he has a certain way to do barbecuing, and like he's—I uh, think he's from Texas, so he's really into his barbecuing, and he's generated like thirty thousand followers. And he said, if it wasn't for his Instagram page, he wouldn't have been able to you know sell like tens of thousands of dollars of his books that he launched, like his recipe books. So. It's just insane. Like, I, I could keep going, man, if you want, but uh, pretty much it is amazing all the different niches that you can utilize Instagram for. It's not just you know, health and wellness and, yeah. and fitness and stuff like that. That is powerful, don't get me wrong, but there are many other niches that you can use Instagram to garner attention and ge- generate ridiculous amounts of traffic.
1: I think the thing for me has always been, you know, you mentioned like health and fitness and wellness and stuff where presumably it's either it's photos of insanely fit, attractive people or, you know, what meal somebody's cooking up or something. But for for businesses like mine for example where it's not really that much a visual medium and you know if you're mm. if you're a solicitor or if you're an accountant you know there's only so many angles you can take a, a photograph of a calculator <laughs> how how should those people in that you know where their business is by its nature not a visual business what sort of approach should those guys be taking to really tap into Instagram
0: Yeah, that's a really great question, Mike. And I think what it comes down to is this. Some would argue, you know, if we didn't have the magazine and we didn't have the podcast and we just had a blog and we just produced entrepreneurial-based content, you could say that we're not a very visual business either, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And what do we post that our audience loves just flat out quotes, startup tips, facts, you name it, dude. So whether you're an accountant, I don't know. Like the first thing that I would do is uh, I would I would look to see if there's any businesses in your niche or market that are crushing it on uh, Instagram. So maybe, maybe it's just Instagram ads. I don't yeah. know. I'm not sure. But, you know, services like accounting that aren't very sexy yeah look i i would accept your challenge and say maybe that might not work services like accounting or you know uh, like a local no no i reckon a local physio would work really well mm-hmm. but maybe maybe like if you're a local accounting bricks and mortar store maybe it won't work maybe the play would be focusing on seo i don't know but the first place to look is to see if anyone else is doing it um, and also to think about what's valuable to your audience. So for example, as an accountant, do you service the world or do you service just your local area? If you service the world and you talk and, and like, like we do with founder, um, we service the world and we talk about, you know, entrepreneurship, startup tips, facts, and all those other things, like, Accountants are looking for other businesses, so there's no reason they can't post similar content to us yeah. and land clients if they can service the world. You know what I mean? Like, I I believe if you're a local accounting firm, but let's say you want you, you can you can service not just Australia or whatever. I don't know, but I, I believe. Um, yeah, you, you should be – look, for sure, if you are a local accountant – I'm just talking myself into it and thinking about it. <laughs> if you're a local accounting-based business in Australia, there is no reason that you can't post epic content around business and entrepreneurship because they're going to be effectively your clients, business owners. Yeah. You start. You talk about you know financial tips and advice and all those other things. There's no reason if you build that relationship with other business owners just like we have for Founder. We, you know, we've got you know, mainly business owners and entrepreneurs and founders, there's probably a lot of entrepreneurs there, but still big proportion of people that have money, that you know, buy our products and services, then it's a similar type service offering, right?
1: Yeah, I suppose it's just finding the, the overlaps In terms of, uh, you know, the the broader stuff that your audience are interested in.
0: Yeah, like I I have no doubt, Mike. If we said if we posted an image saying need need an accountant in the UK, uh, you know, press on the link in our bio. Like let's say we hypothetically did ads, I'm sure we could generate people hundreds of leads. I'm sure of it.
1: Cool. Challenges are laid down. We're gonna see an Instagram <laughs> we'll see an Instagram for accountants course out soon.
0: <laughs> but yeah, look, I hope that answers your question. It really does depend on the niche. I think the, the most important thing is to think about what's valuable to your audience, how you can help them, what's mm-hmm. cool, how how you can serve them.
1: Yeah, I think for for me, I've just started using Instagram uh, maybe four or five weeks now and I haven't really poured myself into it too much I've kind of thrown together a couple of quotables uh, in Canva and it's more just kind of a visibility branding thing but we had a a member join up and she sent us a little note just kind of saying love the site love what you're doing just so you know I've been trying to find something just like what you guys are offering didn't have much luck went on Instagram searched for hashtag membership sites and found your Instagram and then joined because of that. Bo Crazy. Yeah, yeah, dude. I
0: look, I know, for example, for what you do, bro, like there's a lot of bloggers on Instagram. Yeah. How many bloggers could create a membership site, man? Because they got a community, right? So like there's something there. It's just it's all about that perception as well. Like and thinking thinking outside the box.
1: Definitely, definitely. So, yeah, I've kind of got it in mind I need to step up that side of things. But uh, I think for me, it's – and this is probably why Instagram is a lot – I find a lot cleaner than a lot of other social channels in terms of it's not as noisy. You know, Twitter is just a wall of noise now. I don't know if if it's the same for you, but it just seems um, like such a noisy platform that's a little bit all over the place. Whereas Instagram, there doesn't seem to be as much – junk as much rubbish posted and i'd imagine part of that is i don't know if instagram whether you can automate it in the same way you do with facebook and twitter but uh, yeah for sure i need to kind of hammer down a bit and use that because i think i'd only posted three images and it, it landed a new member and that was probably a total of about maybe five minutes of effort so it's not a bad return
0: yeah no that's awesome dude like i have no doubt that you could do really, really well on Instagram. And, uh, you know, a lot of these bloggers want to create membership sites or they need to know about the power of creating membership sites.
1: For sure. So for someone who's just getting started out, uh, you know, maybe they're running a membership site, they're putting out blogs, they're putting out podcasts and other content to promote it. They've got the community, they've got the courses, all that sort of stuff. So they've got material and they've got a product and they've got a community. If they're starting from scratch on Instagram where should they be starting in terms of trying to build their following? Is there a particular course of action that's better for content creators versus, you know, people where they're just taking shots of, you know, their their perfectly toned bodies or their their meticulously cooked meals? Is it different for content creators, or you know, is there a common kind of starting point for everyone?
0: It really depends on the kind of audience that you serve. I think the first thing you want to do is you want to look. At finding the who's who in the zoo, who are the influencers on Instagram? Who have ridiculous amounts of uh, of followers? Who are just absolutely crushing it? And then you want to look at what kind of content are they posting? What's the average amount of engagement in terms of likes and comments uh, their account usually gets? What are the outlier images that get ridiculous amounts of likes and comments as opposed versus their average engagement? And you want to study those accounts and work out, you know, why those certain images are getting ridiculous amounts of engagement as opposed to their others. And uh, I think from there you need to come up with a content strategy. And I think the most important thing when you're first getting started is committing to that content strategy and never stopping. Yeah. Because the moment you stop, that's when you lose.
1: Yeah, I suppose it's 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 kind of approaching it or remembering that it's just it's a content channel. So yeah. the same way you'd approach blogging, and you'd stick to your schedule there, and the same way you'd approach podcasting, and you kind of get to know exactly, the exactly, bro. Yeah, it's um it's interesting you mentioned as well with influencers because uh, you know certainly I'm seeing just from just getting started using it that quite often the influencers on Instagram aren't necessarily influencers that you would you know think are the big fish on other platforms it's not you know there's there's people who have built up very big audiences but instagram's kind of the only game they play so to speak
0: yeah man um that is very very true because i don't know why but the way that i guess the uh, some of these social media platforms are working kind of like pinterest is is people create these vision boards dude mm. And they like there's a lot of inspirational vision boards for any single market or niche that you could imagine. And a lot of them are run by people that actually don't really have a business behind these vision boards. Yeah. And uh, these are people that you want to be collaborating with and thinking about working with and, and, and looking at what they're doing and, and looking at the kind of images that they're posting. And, and because – Whatever market or niche they're serving, and that you, you're both serving, um, the, the whoever the you know that that market is on Instagram, they think that they think that, that content is valuable. They think that that's cool because you know the way to get started on Instagram is is just think about what what is cool for your audience that you can post every single day, and just constantly work it out, and 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 you know over time you build up momentum, and the more momentum you build up, dude. Um, the faster you grow and it's just like snowball. It literally is a snowball, man. Like when I first started, you know, the first month, you know, we we got – I I was a little lucky in the sense that I had friends that were crushing it on Instagram yeah. already, but in different niches. Those friends told me that Instagram wouldn't work for the founder niche, like on no, no, no entrepreneur spend time on Instagram type thing. It's best in the health and well-being niche. Mm. And I, I did a couple of posts and I saw uh, our Google Analytics spike and sales for the magazine spike from a couple of posts. Um, and that just took me down this path being like, okay, I'm onto something here. And then I just battled, tested it and just absolutely just, you know, growth hacked the absolute crap out of it. And, and during that time, I just kept building momentum, Mike. And, uh, yeah, now we build so much momentum. It's just like, why would you stop? Like we would just never stop. we we will we will exhaust that traffic like that that channel um forever until until there's you know it, 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 we cannot drive any more traffic. we you know we we can't build an all like a relationship with our audience anymore. but mm. like i I have no doubt that you know in two years from now when Instagram's still around, you know Inst- like the founder magazine account will have millions and millions of followers. And we'll still have an amazing relationship. Maybe, you know, maybe uh, not as many. Well, I'm sure, probably not as many people will see the posts as they do now. But still, a decent amount will see them, and we'll still keep growing that audience. Like, you know, um, it's 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 a real asset for us. But you know, by then we'll be focusing on other platforms and doing all sorts of things. Like, but um, yeah, for us it's like you know because we've built up that momentum. It the the, the difficult thing is to know you're doing the right thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because there's so many there's so many channels. There's so many different ways to drive traffic. Do you use social media? Do you use, you know, like do you do content like around blogging? Like do you do um, you know, paid traffic? Do you do, you know, affiliate partnerships? Like what are the things that you should be doing? It, it, people get lost in, in so many different choices and so many people saying, this works for me, then it'll work for you. And all you can do really is just test. And, you know, I tested Instagram and it worked for me and it, it you know, it worked for founder. And you know, we absolutely crushed it. And then, you know, people in our community said, oh, I want to try this out too. And then, you know, we created this little course and, you know, we had amazing results as working for all these other crazy niches. And then, you know, we have hundreds of successful students now if, if they actually do the work. Yeah. So the, yeah, the, the question needs to be, I think, is, is, is what is it going to take for you to do a decent test and actually follow a framework that works? And if it does work, why would you stop?
1: Absolutely. And in terms of the content you put out, you talk about a framework there. Is there a particular approach in terms of, you know, sending out your, I suppose, the, the, the call to action you talk about? You have that one link in your profile. And obviously, every single piece of content you put out on Instagram presumably shouldn't be click the link in the profile click the link in the profile you know how do you do you kind of approach it as a campaign where you know that for this issue of founder mag we have you know this period of time this length of a window during that time we're going to do x amount of calls to action in instagram is there a ratio is it you know three pieces of what's the secret to it, man
0: yeah, I really like uh, thinking about how Gary Vee talks about it, you know, jab, 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 right hook. Yeah. we we'll probably do a few more jabs though. Uh, you know, I know for a fact, Mike, that the more we post, the faster we grow. Mm. So, uh, you know, we post anywhere between four to ten times a day and that allows us to do more right hooks. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in terms of, you know, we do have a little bit of a formula, but the main thing is we probably post like six to eight uh, jabs. And then after that, one right hook. And that right hook may be our ebook, it might be about the podcast, or it'll be about a magazine issue. And it doesn't have to be the latest issue, it can be about previous issues mm. or whatever. And the trick is to uh, actually mix up your clickable link and have different lead magnets because certain people in your audience are interested in certain things. Yeah. So right now our biggest problem, Mike, is we don't have enough product, bro. Like we, like literally we do not have enough product. Right. Like we should, like literally if we were to really capitalize on our Instagram page, we would be rotating our link in our bio um, at least four to five times a week, and we'd say, okay, Monday we're going to promote how to find a mentor guide, which is going to lead people down a funnel on a how to find a mentor course. And then on Tuesday we're going to promote how to start a business guide, and then that's going to lead to how to start a business course. And then on Wednesday we're going to promote our Instagram ebook, which is going to lead to our Instagram course. And then on Thursday we're going to. Can you see where I'm going with yeah, this? Because yeah. There's certain people in our audience on certain different parts of the entrepreneurial journey. So, you know, we promote our Instagram course and, and the ebook, which takes people down our funnel. But there's a big proportion of people that actually might not give a shit about Instagram because they haven't even started a business yet, man. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so to, if you were to do it really, really well and this is what we want to work towards, um, that's the way you would do it, bro. And the more you post, more jabs. The more it gives you excuses to post right hooks.
1: Love it. And if you're if you're putting out like ten pieces of content uh, or ten posts per day on Instagram, you're getting maybe one or two of those right hooks in. For each Correct. Time,
0: cool. And you want to be hitting all time zones.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you kind of, uh, this is maybe spinning off a little bit, but do you like align that with your other social media? So if you're pushing, uh, you know, one particular lead magnet for, you know, the next day or two, do you do the same on other social channels or do you make sure that you're not, you know, you're mixing it up on other social channels or do you kind of focus on Instagram as just its own thing?
0: Yeah, we, we focus on Instagram as its own thing, but Gary told me off on about this when I spoke to him on the, <laughs> the podcast because I was like, okay, so we're crushing on Instagram, bro. Um, so we just keep doing that. Just focus yeah. on that one channel. That's what everyone says to do. And he's like, no, you need to conquer <laughs> them all. And um, yeah, now, now we're going to work on conquering them yeah. all, but to be honest with you, Mike, we have an, like an automation service similar to Edgar on, on our Facebook and our Twitter, and we have we don't even really do calls to action on there, um, and yeah, we just focus on Instagram yeah. and because yeah. it just drives so much traffic. But we're a little lazy. We're going to start focusing on the other channels now. But yeah, look, our Facebook's twenty thousand or something. Um, you know, our, our Twitter's close to a hundred thousand. So. Yeah, it's not too bad.
1: Yeah, yeah. Although, in fairness, you know, I, I am convinced that Gary V has two or three twin brothers because even just keeping up with them on Snapchat, like it's it's nuts. <laughs> it is insane.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now he has a team, though, bro. That just yeah. focus on, it and that's all they do. And and we we've just focused on Instagram, and like we have the resources there. We should like be able to focus on other channels. Yeah. But my thing is, um my thing is usually i have to work it out and then i mm. hand it over to the guys
1: mm. yeah rather than just letting them come up with the strategy roll with it and you know just get a stamp of approval from you later on
0: yeah i don't know like i think um we we've got an amazing team mike and i'm i'm so proud of 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 the team we're building like i wouldn't be able to do and Founder wouldn't have been able to grow as fast as it's growing if it wasn't for our team. Um, but at the same time, right, like you care the most about your own business. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. No matter
0: what, right? So um, I think that – and this is not – I'm not saying um, I'm better than any of my teammates. In fact, all of my teammates uh, – all of our team members are smarter than me. I'm a terrible writer, you know johnson's an amazing content craft i'm a terrible editor tate's an amazing editor like these guys are better than me at so many other things but in terms of the marketing piece yeah i'm i'm probably like like the marketing person out of out of the team so that's why i think it's best in terms of this marketing stuff that i kind of work it out and then i hand over to one of the guys
1: yeah for sure i'm i'm terrible for that i'm yeah, I'm a bit of a control freak. So, <laughs> yeah, I think oh, I'm exactly
0: okay. the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know what, Mike, I'm not. I have to be honest. I'm not a control freak. Like I, I'm, I actually give the guys so much. Um, I guess uh, autonomy. Mm. Uh, but in when it comes to the marketing stuff, like we all have our strengths. And yeah. in in the founder team, my strength is strategy and marketing. That's my strength. I'm definitely not good at content in terms of writing or anything of the sort. You know the other guys can handle that stuff. and same with sales, I'm not the best sales guy. The other guys can handle that stuff. Um, all these other areas like design, you, yeah. you name it. I'm, I'm not I'm not strong there or community management. I'm not strong there, but my strength is, is the marketing piece and uh, strategy.
1: Awesome awesome so you mentioned it a little bit earlier on the algorithm change which has uh, yeah i haven't even touched instagram for the last two or three days because i went in on the day of the algorithm change everybody had some form of an image with an arrow pointing up to the notifications button like everybody was begging for notifications to be turned on so i haven't even touched it i'm just going to wait until things kind of settle down and and get a little bit post-apocalyptic what are your thoughts on the algorithm change is it a good thing is it a bad thing are you are you needing to change how you adapt to instagram or is is the secret just kind of carrying on putting out good stuff
0: nothing has changed around you always got to put out good stuff Mm. (laughs) that's what we're always about always since day one it's all about putting out good stuff regardless um, and if you put out good stuff, it's not really going to hurt you that much. Mm. And this is this is the key takeaway I want people to have. And and I'm stealing this from Gary Vee. Uh, he wrote an in-depth blog post on this saying everyone's an idiot. And uh, I'm stealing this from Gary Vee because I think it's so true. Like, um, so when, you know, fa- we know that Facebook owns uh, Instagram, right? Mm. No lies there. We know that, you know, Facebook is now a pay-to-play platform. And I love Facebook. We spend a lot of money on paid acquisition with Facebook. You know, we get free traffic. We get our free traffic from Instagram, we don't pay a cent for. But we still want more traffic, so we pay Facebook. For sure. Uh, And it's targeted traffic. So, So no problems there. But we know that, you know, Facebook did, pretty much butcher business pages so if you have a business page or any sort of Facebook page uh, that that the engagement is just terrible no one sees your stuff yeah all right and you know there is a concern that that's going to happen with Instagram and yeah look no doubt about it over time the reach will change because you know they, they want to make money in this they want to you know feed more ads in there and etc 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 however, there is one big takeaway here. Instagram cannot diagnose or recognize the difference between right now, I don't know if this will change because it's their platform, but right now Instagram cannot tell the difference between a personal page and a business page. So what that means is, Mike, they're not going to butcher their platform so hard that if you're like, you know, your, your regular Joe that likes taking photos when he goes traveling and shares it with his friends, no one sees it because then like, you know, 99% of Instagram users are gone. And then the 1% of marketers are like, they're going to be going, going anyways. Right. Yeah. So, uh, that's what people need to take away. Also, apparently, um, the the relevancy type feed is only for the first 10 images and then after that it goes back to chronological. Right. So it's not, it's not like the Facebook news feed where it's constantly relevancy. It's yeah. actually apparently the first 10 and then it goes to chronological. It's and if kind you of, post great content and people like your stuff and get good engagement.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like with Twitter where Twitter do the, um, you know, what you've missed kind of thing uh, for the first however many and then. It just goes to your regular timeline. Although they've messed about with that recently, but it's the same sort of thing. You're not, yeah. It's not as full blown as Facebook.
0: Yeah, yeah. So look, I'm I'm not too concerned. I think um, Instagram still uh, has a lot of room to move, um, and yeah, we'll be riding that wave for a long time, man.
1: Awesome. And I suppose, you know, the worst case scenario with it is I love Facebook advertising. Most people you'll speak to, yeah, there's complaints and they are a little bit crazy when it comes to closing down accounts and so on. But in terms of return investment and targeting options and all that sort of stuff, Facebook is insane as an advertising platform. So
0: Yeah, bro, we love it too, man.
1: Yeah, if in five or six years' time you can do the same sort of stuff with instagram advertising as with facebook advertising then as a from a marketing perspective it's it's not all doom and gloom it's not the end of the world
0: yeah dude um it's 100% fine and you know what the best thing is if you get in now and actually start building your email database like we have yeah. no stress there either bro
1: yeah. i mean when they can you i don't know if you can do this yet but can you actually like uh, you know the whole pixeling uh, thing that you do with Facebook, which is so awesome. Does that come into play with Instagram advertising now? Or, or I've not really looked into Instagram advertising at all. But is that is that an option? Can you pixel people who visit your website and then show them images on Instagram?
0: Yeah. So look with full transparency, Mike. When it comes to the ad front, we have an an amazing agency that we use for right. Facebook ads and Instagram ads because. I've never mastered any of this paid acquisition stuff, and I think it's changing so much it's best that we pay someone else to do yeah. it. Yeah. However, we do do, you, you can do retargeting with Instagram ads, cool. yes.
1: Awesome. Nathan, thank you so much for uh, giving so generously of your time so late over there in Australia as well. Just to kind of finish up with, going back to founder, who's the one big fish you're still hoping to land. Do you have, you know, that white whale that you are really just, you know, that's our next Branson. Or was Branson it? Was Branson kind of your, you know, we got him, everything else is gravy?
0: Oh man, um gotta be Elon Musk, bro. That would be awesome. He's a boss, dude.
1: That'd be good. I look forward to that issue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one day, man. I don't yeah, we we'll see how we go. One step at a
1: time, eh? Yeah, <laughs> well when he's finished, yeah you know, traveling to Mars and (laughs) crazy. Nathan, again, thanks so much for joining me on the show today. really enjoyed it. Learned a lot, both about, uh, what's going on with founder and how you've got that to where it's at, as well as, uh, Instagram too. Before we go, let us know where we can find out more about you, where we can connect you on social, anything else you want to pimp and promote, take it away, man.
0: Yeah, sure thing, bro. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. It's been an awesome conversation, dude. I'm absolutely honored to be here. So, uh, if you want, people want to know more about Instagram, you can go to foundermag.com forward slash free. Uh, if people want to download the free Richard Branson issue on a PDF, you go to foundermag.com forward slash Branson. Or you can just go to uh, foundermag.com and that's founder without an E.
1: Awesome. Nathan, thanks again for coming on the show. It's been a blast, man. Thank you, bro. Thanks again to Nathan for joining me on the show and for giving up quite a bit of his time. Uh, We spent nearly two hours chatting about all things Founder and then obviously about Instagram. So I really enjoyed talking to him. He's a really nice guy. He's doing a lot of awesome stuff with the Founder brand and hopefully you guys have been able to learn something about how you could be using Instagram for your own strategy to build your brand, build your following and obviously generate leads and sales too. That's it for me for this episode of the Membership Guys Podcast. Thanks once again for downloading the show. If you've enjoyed the show, make sure you head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever the hell you found this episode, wherever you subscribe to us. Leave a nice positive comment, a nice five-star review. And as always, we'd love to hear any of your thoughts, questions, suggestions on our Twitter account too, at Membership Guys, I'll be back again very soon with another episode of the Membership Guys Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Membership Guys Podcast, we invite you to check out the membersiteacademy.com. The Membersite Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing, and running a membership website. So whether you're still figuring out what your idea is going to be, ...or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members then the Member Site Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools, and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Member Site Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. So check it out at membersiteacademy.com.